The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday and welcome back to Might Be Brews. My name is John, and uh, let's go around the table and introduce everybody across from me, my uh, sidekick as always, Steve. How you doing, Steve? Uh, great. Happy New Year to everybody. First time since the New Year. Yeah. Hope everybody had a good one. First show of 2019. The man behind the board as always, my brother Taylor. How you doing, man? Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, we have a special guest today, uh, my buddy Joe. How you doing, Joe? What's going on, everyone? Happy Friday. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Um, a lot of people, if you don't know Joe, Joe is um, a good friend of Taylor and I's. Uh, you and Taylor were in a uh, in a music project yeah. uh, together yeah. a while back. Organic Theory. Yep. Organic Theory. Shout out Organic Theory. Do any Organic Theory tapes, are they out there? Can I, can oh, I find God. the yeah. tunes? Yeah. I, I think I have a CD in the CD case with the, uh, with the little... The printed insert with the with the clouds and shit on it. Really? Yeah. New the, ground. The, yeah, new ground probably. Yeah. I, I can probably hook it up. All right, I gotta check it out. That's that funny. Was a, was I, I posted something. Oh god, I don't remember what I posted, but so, like two people hit me up, Joe. They were like, "Look what I've got. Look what I found." And they had, <laughs> they had the new ground CD. I'm like, "Holy shit! I don't even have one of those anymore." Yeah, like, right. They're I don't come by. I don't even have that, dude. I was like, "Hold on to that." Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. I feel like I saw that in the move when I moved. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh shit." But um, yeah, and then Joe, also I've brought him up on previous podcasts. Joe is responsible pretty much for really getting me into craft beer. And I always tell that story of um, you were like, yo, let's hang out. Let's go to Station Tap Room. And, and I had been there a couple of times, but I always like went for um, like Lindemann's Frambois Lambic because that was like an easy drinker to me. And, and sometimes I might get like an Allagash White, but I really wasn't into beer yet. And um, you were after Hop Slam, I believe. So I remember getting getting up to the bar, and you were like, kind of looking over the tap handles down in the little uh, back cooler that they have, mm-hmm. looking for them cans. And you were like, "I want a Hop Slam," and I was like, "Dude, what do I get?" And you were like, "Sculpin, man, Sculpin's good." And I remember drinking it like, "Holy shit!" There's so much flavor in here. Yeah, I feel bad cursing every time I cuss now. I think <laughs> of your kids. I know your, your girls listen my sometimes. Kids. I only let them listen to like the first eight seconds. <laughs> once I'm once the introductions are done, yeah. they're out. It just hit me, and I was like, "Oh no, I got to try to be careful." You know, it's crazy. I think about it sometimes, and I'm like, "What if kids are listening to me? I already said the f word like thirty <laughs> times." It happens, not I necessarily guess. in this show, but all the other shows I do here, I'm just like f f f, and I'm like, "Why did I just do that?" Yeah, I just want to like talk naturally, but then I'm like, <laughs> people aren't gonna like the way I talk naturally <laughs> with, with all these curse words, but. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, so let's um. Oh, real quick before we get any further. Uh, thank you for listening, and please follow us on social media. Um, check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Might Be Brews, and you can also find our show and all of the other shows at mbnnetwork.com. So please check those out. Um, and um, you know, give us a follow, give us some feedback, and uh, and and tell us what you think. So I'm thinking we're going to crack our first beer here. Absolutely. I'm thirsty. Yeah, man. I've been real excited to, uh, dude, I've, I, I haven't been like doing a dry January, but I'm trying to lose weight because I'm, I'm actually at like the new year. I was like the heaviest I've ever been in my life. 
So I'm like, I got to lose some weight and get a little bit healthier. And, uh, and I also got like this crazy sinus infection. So I just like, I ended up like drinking a beer and was just like, it wasn't tasting good and I wasn't feeling good anyway. So like, I really have had, I really have not drank almost any beers in like the last two weeks. I haven't even, except for the Eagles game. I'd have a couple during the Eagles games, but other than that, yeah, not really at all during the week. So, um, so I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I got it on an antibiotic at the beginning of this week. So I'm really feeling better now. And I'm, I've got that like itch back for beer you know what i mean so i'm like real excited get them cracking all right so here's what i got um i just met these really cool guys down in town people um that are homebrewers and i don't think we've done a homebrew on the show yet but what i thought was really interesting the name of the the um the brewers is fam f-a-m artisan craft brewers uh really nice guys sean and and i feel bad i forget the other guy's name uh their cousins but they're uh, right around the corner from Frank's, actually. And they won an award recently at a Downingtown, um, you know, like homebrew festival kind of thing. And their beer won best beer. And it's called Unavoidable Beer, uh, Unavoidable Bee Parts. So what's interesting is uh, I'll, I'll start pouring this and pass it around. And I'll tell you what they've told me about it. It is a, um, it's a double New England IPA brewed with raw honey and vanilla so So, the bee part yeah the honey right the honey and the bee yep so what's interesting is um this it was the first time they brewed this beer but they liked it so much that they entered it and part of them winning this uh this award or this contest locust lane is going to now brew this beer really yes and they're going to can it and they're going to do a can release with it and everything Actually, I feel like uh, our color. No, our colors are pretty much the same. I was wondering if, like, I got the top of it. Let me see the no, bottles. Anything left in there? I want to get a yes. little bit more and make sure I'm getting some out of the bottom too. Hey, here's to the new year, fellas. Yeah, happy new year, guys. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Bring it around. New year, new year. All right. Uh, so, where did you meet these guys at? What um, mm. how'd you how'd you hook up with those guys? I um, I I talked to them on um on instagram i think i found them on instagram as like a recommendation and um or maybe i saw somebody post about them winning the award in downingtown i was like i don't know uh, these guys so i hit them up and um and they were like hey we just brewed this beer do you want to try it and i was like yeah i'll definitely take it and um so this i've actually had beer from them before that was really good so anyway now let's all let's all uh take a sip and You've got an interesting look on your face. I, I, the vanilla is really coming through to me. I kind of, yeah. I really like the sweetness to it. Yeah, right, right away. It's very sweet, especially for like an IPA. Yeah, it is sweet, but I feel like it. There's, I'm actually really surprised how 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 much I think it works well. There's like that sweetness that's kind of playing off of the 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 maltiness, but the but it makes it juicy too. You know, it kind of gives it that New England juicy taste. But there's still a good bitterness in it. You got like that honey, the vanilla, but but there, I still get like a like a little bit of a bitter hotness or something. It smells like butt cheek, butt cheek. But it tastes which one? Wonderful. Not like butt cheek. Probably the sweatier one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> the sweatier one. It's, no, seriously, it, it doesn't it, taste like. Butt it kind of reminds me of um, uh, dinner because like it it smelled 
harsher than it tasted. Right. And maybe it's the honey and vanilla that really like kind of eases that that bitterness out yeah. of it. Uh, because I definitely can't like smell the vanilla, right? Like you, I can't smell it, but I can definitely taste it. <clears throat> you, you, yeah, you can smell like honey. It smells yeah, like I smell a lot more of, honey, like, honey definitely right. than like vanilla. For I sure. think it I, looks like honey. I smell more like honey, honey than I taste more. Honey. I like the color of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really like this actually. Um, it's really good. It's I, like it's refreshing. I think a lot of times with homebrew, I always find that there's like a flatness or something where. Where they're they're starting to get it, but there's not a full blown ride of like beginning, middle, end. You know that 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 sometimes they're not as balanced as others, but but uh, this one's just full bodied all the way through, and I'm getting everything that that's described on the label. I feel like it's definitely an enjoyable beer. So uh, let's give it the uh, rankings. Let's not mess around here. Yeah, and, let's and get forget into what it. our rankings are. Taylor, yeah. kick it off. It's out of five, right? Yeah, out of five, untapped. I would give this a four. Okay. It's a good score. That's a good score. Um, Especially because, like, you know how I feel about IPAs. I'm, I typically don't like IPAs. But you like it. I do. I like it. That's, I, that's great. I, I would drink that for sure. Nice. I'd give it a four for sure. Yeah, I'm actually surprised um, how much I like it. I guess, like, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I had a, an IPA from them earlier and um or you know like maybe a month or two ago and it was it was decent but i could there was definitely some unbalanced thing there was a lot of hot burn going on and and i just kind of messaged them straight up like hey you know i'll give you some honest feedback like i I, there was some good things to it but this is where i thought there was like some funny taste to it so you know i really wasn't sure what i was going to get into with this one but i'm really enjoying it mainly because like i'm getting all of these flavors i'm i think i get some honey i'm getting that vanilla and um and everything's just balancing and and playing well off of each other and i'm really enjoying it cool i i enjoy it as well i'm going 4.25 that's what i was going to say a 4.25 i i definitely would like to uh sample some more of their wares yeah uh look forward to this being on tap at locust lane i would definitely go uh go go check out those cans and check it out absolutely what do you think joe uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead with a 4.25 4.25 as well okay i think it's good um the only thing i would like out of this is maybe a little less sweetness to it just, sure. just because of the style i mean when you what is this, this is a double ipa correct? Yeah. yeah so that's i mean that, that would be my only beef with this beer is that it's just i don't get as much bitter that i want for an ipa sure well, usually i feel like double ipas are tend to be like uh, maltier Maybe like to bring that alcohol content up. I don't know, but I guess I'm, I'm sometimes used to to there being a, a bit more sweetness in there. But yeah, maybe a little more hop character would be nice, you know, to, to, to help jack it up a little bit. But I definitely like it. So I'll tell you what was interesting is when they did this, they used uh, local honey from like a local farm and they used real vanilla beans to do the vanilla. That can't be cheap. No. And that was a big issue because and it was also the original recipe, I think he said, was all um, oat for the grain. I wow. think. Yeah, I can see that. So see that. Just from the when they when they started talking with Locust Lane, they were like, we obviously can't do a ridiculous amount of, um, of real actual vanilla real beans. vanilla beans. Yeah. So they had to do something different. And they can't, I don't think I think he said you can't do vanilla extract because there's alcohol content in the vanilla extract. And you're not allowed to add alcohol into 
the brewing process, something yeah. that already has alcohol content in it, I believe is is um is what the rules are. So they had to change some things up, and this this version is them testing the new recipe. Uh, that was going to be my question. Is this still on their equipment, or is this off a Locust Lane? No, th- this is off of their equipment, but this is a slightly new recipe where now it's it's um I, I don't know exactly what grain bill they used but it's not all oat it's like a 50 50 mix of okay. something that locust lane usually uses and some oats um they they're using some maybe different honey and they were using a different type of vanilla also so they were trying out that recipe to um to, to try to like figure out what they're going to do or or test it out for mm-hmm. um locust lane but i think we still have a few months before that's done but um, I'd like to see if we can get them on maybe when it gets close to that time. Yeah. And see if uh, if we can talk to them because I, I think it's really interesting. I, I'd be interested to hear the process of of converting a homebrew recipe to a larger scale. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the stories he told me was the, the farmer they used for the honey was like, I'd love to, but I don't have 600 pounds of honey to give you. Yeah. Or, or I don't know if it was pounds or gallons, but they just did not have enough. So um, before we get too much further, I'm going to crack another one from them. This one's called Adult Education. It's a 7.3% New England IPA, double dry hopped with citra and amarillo, conditioned on peach puree. Oh, okay. So um, I know when he gave me this one, he s- so they said they like this version of B parts actually better than the original. Okay. That one, they actually like this one a little bit better. And then he said that he likes this one is probably one of the best ones they've done so far. Cool. Was his words. So I'm, we'll uh, we'll give it a pour and uh I remember I, out there. I remember hearing about that homebrew fest and my brother actually went to it. Um and I was gonna go, but we had something else going on that day. I don't remember. It was a couple of months ago. Yeah. But he I, said it was a it was a cool event. They had to move it inside because it rained, but it was still a it was a cool event, he said. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Um I don't I've never been to a homebrew festival or uh you know, whatever it is, I just one looks a lot darker, or like yeah, cloudier. Definitely, definitely darker. What is definitely this? Definitely cloudy. It's it's, it's it's right on the label. New there. England, right? Yeah. Adult education. Yeah. What, is know, that, what does that mean? Uh, it's just what they call the beer. Let me get that again because I, when I brew off the top or I poured off the top, I want to uh, get a little mm-hmm. bit off the bottom too and just make sure I'm getting a good blend of everything here. Is that a scientific thing? I don't know. That is for John. Yeah. Steve, what were we talking about? The uh, what is it? a razzle. Is that what it was called? Oh, the razzles. <laughs> I was I was cracking up because uh It can't be a raffle. It can't be a rule. Yeah, I didn't know that at Raffles first. on Facebook are illegal. I didn't uh, know that at yeah. first. But like I just thought it was another beer thing, like term that you guys took and made your own. And I was like, Oh, it's not a raffle, it's a razzle. It's a razzle. It's a razzle, damn it. <laughs> and then like and then you told me that you can't legally have them. I was like, Oh, I guess that makes sense, but still. Right, well, it's still you, know, funny. you bring up a good topic there questioning me on that because I'm curious what you guys do. But if I'm pouring myself a pint or, you know, if, if I've got a can of name an IPA and I'm pouring it into my glass, I usually pour about 75 percent into my glass and then I give the can or glass a little swirl and then I pour it in. I don't know if that's recommended or not, because I think sometimes you want, you know, maybe if there's some. um whatever sludge, you know, dry hop stuff, some uh, some yeast or whatever that's maybe floating around. You want that to settle in the can and to not come in. But I usually give it a swirl to make sure that, like, I'm getting everything that was in that can. 
I usually just pour it straight in. Do you? And, and if if they don't want me to pour something out of a bottle, they shouldn't put it in the bottle. Okay. Like I, I I've heard that you know don't pour the last ten percent or whatever. No, if you if you don't put it in the bottle if you don't want me to put it in my glass. Yeah, I try to pour the whole thing, but you know, like Hetty Topper says, like drink it out of the out of the can. Supposedly, like they don't want you to see all the junk that might be floating in there. But and that stuff kind of doesn't bother me, especially with like a nice snifter and it has that little like you know yeah. nipple at the bottom or whatever. Like all the solids kind of like get stuck in that little spot at the bottom, and and maybe you pour out a little bit at the end, but for the most part, I just want to make sure I'm getting. You know, it happens a lot. I think you pour a bottle, and the the first bit out of the beer is a little bit lighter. Like if I'm sharing a beer with somebody, and I pour one, and then pour them the second half of the beer, the the, the color can be much different. I just kind of want to make sure I'm getting it even. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like not changing any kind of flavor for you. The particles that are flying around in the in the glass. I, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess just for appearance reasons, especially with Heady Topper. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they're like snow globes, all that junk floating in there. So what do we think of the uh what was it? Adult education? Yeah, adult education, double dry hopped, New England IPA on peach puree. Definitely peach coming through. I definitely I'll give these guys that that credit. If it's on the bottle, it's it's in the taste. Yeah. I wonder like how much of that is because of the scale that they brew on. You know, like they, they on a smaller scale, near, it'd be yeah. easier to get that kind of flavor. In. Right. I would be interested to see if they could take, like, say, this adult education beer with the peach puree and convert it to something large enough that is like Chester County Distro. You know, it'd yeah. Be- you see pictures sometimes of like tired hands, or I'm trying to think whoever else I might have seen, you know, a picture on Facebook or Instagram, and they have like boxes or cases of like, green apples or whatever it is like they just have like cases on cases and they've got you know four or six employees sitting around peeling and and whatever and you're just like god they're they're gonna go through like how many thousands of of peaches for this recipe like i'd be really curious to talk to somebody that that's done that at a brewery like how much weight of product like actually went in there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't know all right, let me get another sip on this beer before I rate it. Anybody want to go? Taylor, kick it off. <clears throat> hey, you haven't had many thoughts on this. I, I think it's like uh, it's it's a little bit of a step down for me from the last one, um, but I do like the flavor of this one. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely has like a, a citrusy, you know, tone to it, and I I I really like that about it. Being a step down, I would probably have to go three seven five. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a four. I liked B parts better. I felt like I got hit with a lot more complexity and flavors. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was good. I liked it. There was a, a a hot bite to it. There's there's a sweetness to it. And this last sip that I took, you know, I swallowed it, and then I just had this like flavor of fresh peach on the back of my mouth, and I really liked it. So like right there at that last second, I was like, man, I I really liked that. That really just made like, or I guess um brought it up a step for me you know what i mean i really like that that peach flavor to it you know me agreeing with you is probably not going to make for good radio but i do i agree i go for just yeah. a little bit below the first one i, I wouldn't mind a little bit more hop on the nose on this yeah to 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 give me a little bit more bitterness with yep. this one um but it's still very good i yeah. definitely still drink it i just tasty would put the uh the b 
can't remember the name of the first yeah, one. Yeah, B Parts. B Parts, a little bit of buff. Yeah. Joe, did you give a rating yet? No. No, I didn't. But I really don't want to agree with you guys. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 4.25. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just because, like, I I mean, the same thing as the last one. I just, for a double, a double IPA, I want the bite. This has much more bite. It was more what I anticipated. So I'm going 4.25. Nice. I'm going to pour just another little sip because I want to get that little peach punch in the back of my throat again. But, I said um, orange. I meant peach. That's what I meant. Can yeah. I have a little bit more? Yeah, too? absolutely. More in there? I, I, you know, this kind of makes me excited because um, it sounded like these guys are, are very new to it. And I think they figured things out. They're on to something. And, you know, you can just imagine if, if their beers are, are this good, um, if they're able to accomplish so much at this point, you know, I'm really curious to see how they do with getting some experience and learning from Locust Lane. And, and just really honing in their skills and things like that. I, I think they could really be something special. I would imagine a lot of the, the brewers that are out there now, probably even the guys from Locust Lane, all started in the homebrew realm. Yeah. And uh, like I know Mike from Root Down obviously ra- uh, ran the homebrew shop in Downingtown for years and years before he opened up Root Down. And it's a, it's a path to, to being a, pro- a production brewer. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the, obviously their end goal. I'm sure everybody that homebrews, that's what they want. But, you know, now that they're getting some attention with the award and they're, and they're getting things going, I, you know, I believe that they're hoping to, you know, eventually be able to open up their own spot, which is uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm going to I'm going to um, bring up a point, actually, that just made me think of something I had on our list here. There's a um, a new tax for Pennsylvania breweries. I don't know if you guys have been seeing this in the news and I've been seeing pe- like all these posts online after the new year and, and I didn't really pay that much attention to them. Cause I'm like, whatever, it's a little bit of tax, no big deal. But, but all these, all these things on Facebook and Instagram, they're like, uh, you could soon be paying more for craft beer, you know, in Pennsylvania and da da da. So I, I decided finally after seeing the posts so many times and people sharing it and talking about it, that I was going to look into it. Like, how ridiculous could it be, or what's the problem, or why is it getting so much attention? And what I thought was interesting is right now, if a brewery sells their beer to a distributor or to a restaurant, they have to pay tax on the purchase of the keg. So, for example, a bar owner, you can imagine a place like Frank's or whatever, if they buy a keg off of Victory, and pay $150 for the keg, let's say, which is probably a lot, they would pay 6% sales tax. It'd be like $9 in taxes on that keg. But now they want breweries who sell their own beer in their tap room to pay 6% tax on every pint sold. So if you're paying $5 for a pint and there's 120 pints in a keg, that would be $36 in taxes instead of the $9 that the, the restaurants get to pay. So I thought that was kind of interesting that is that fair or not? I know a lot of it is a bar pays a lot more for their liquor license than the brewery does. There's a brewery license and there's a regular bar license. Okay. Um, and I think, I think the bar people weren't too happy that breweries could pay a little bit less for their license uh, than they had to sure and i think they're kind of fighting a, a lot of bars are 
might be losing some business with a lot of these breweries opening up and people going there instead of going to different bars. Yeah, I believe it. And I, I mean, obviously, I think there's a much higher markup and margin to be made if somebody can brew this beer. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I don't want to like, you know, call out breweries or whatever, but like, I really would love to know how much it costs them to fill my glass and they're charging me five, six bucks for it. Yeah. You know what? how much when they're buying all this material in bulk so i don't know i kind of feel bad that they're being held to a different standard i guess than everybody else but but that's a good point i didn't realize that maybe the liquor licenses are different yeah it's a different different game well that too but like my only thing is like small people for the for these guys for example this these brews we just had yeah like they're a little startup brewery Mm -hmm. and now they're going to be having an extra six percent tax imposed on them. They're not gonna. How do you how do you get the capital to be able to open a brewery and do that when you're you're paying for distro and now you have to pay an extra tax on everyone that's gonna come to your place to set to have your beer yeah. at your place. It well, just it's it, not fair. Yeah, it just, I guess it just kind of changes the game where if somebody wants to go enjoy a beer at a brewery and they think to themselves, I'm gonna pay five dollars a glass there. And I'm going to have to pay a 6% sales tax on it. But if I go buy a six pack somewhere else, maybe it's cheaper. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that starts to come into play where there's so much tax being paid um, at a brewery or, or they might be able to have the same beer at a bar for cheaper instead of going like, instead of us going to East branch and having a beer, we'll have to pay 6% on that beer. But if we go have it at bottle room or somewhere else, well, yeah, they didn't pay that tax on it, and and I think the law is is that the consumer, the person who purchases that pint of beer from the brewery, is required to pay six percent sales tax for every dollar that they spend on a poured beer at that that brew pub. Right. Yeah, it definitely so, favors the big guys, though. Yeah. You know? Well, it just stinks. Like it, it's gonna, it's literally gonna be like it's cheaper for me to get a beer. I, at least I, I think I'm understanding this correctly. It's gonna be cheaper for me to get a Levante at you know, um, Estrella tacos than it is to go to Levante itself. I'm not going to have to pay that tax. That doesn't make sense in my head. Taxation is theft. (laughs) It is. is. I should be able to get beer from Levante cheaper from Levante than not at Levante. Right. Exactly. I agree with that. So I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know how that would work with the, would they have to change the law and the brewery has to sell the kegs to themselves or something like that. I don't really know, but but it's interesting to think about it that way. Like it's kind of unfair that if you want to enjoy it from where it's from, you know, the source, yeah. you're going to pay a little bit more. It's not even that though, too. I mean, that is definitely, but the other thing, the other side of that is if you just don't have the capacity to brew that much beer to be able to distribute all your beer to all these other bars, then you're going to be crushed because you just if you only have the capacity to brew enough beer for people to come to you and drink there, or take four packs out or crowlers out and you yeah. don't have the capacity to distribute like the Jersey and New York, then I mean, you don't have nothing because no one's going to come to you anymore Yeah, because they're just going to, they'd rather go to a bar. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. And, 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 you know, actually talking it out, like we just did kind of made me realize how ridiculous it is that it, your beer is going to be potentially cheaper at a bar versus the source where they actually brew it, where there was no transportation or middleman in between. It's crazy. Let's, um, let's, let's wrap it up and, uh, and take a break. 
and we still got a couple more beers to crack and then uh let's rip through some of the uh the stories that uh that have popped up in the last week or so but uh yeah we'll take a break and we'll be right back everybody tune in to the might be news network monday through friday we got all kinds of crazy shows might be news relatable radio might be sports we got novak and franz every other week when's that uh, the next episode novak and franz next thursday nice next thursday on all new novak and franz we got let's talk about it and coming soon might be tunes we got the first episode lined up as long as it doesn't snow hard this weekend i'm gonna get it done <laughs> but, nice uh, i'm looking forward to that might be tunes is coming soon all kinds of good stuff I, I couldn't be happier with the with the plays and people listening, so keep it up. Tell your friends. Might be News Network, mbnnetwork.com. We're everywhere worldwide. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Might Be Brews. Hit us up on all the social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. Facebook, we put up a little poll to see what drink it or sink it would be this week. Uh, we had two options. We had uh, John from Neshaminy Creek, the Juicy Ale with Nugget. That John John. <laughs> the John. The John John was defeated by one of my personal favorites, the Sam Smith Oatmeal Stout. So we got one of these uh, cracked open. Let's, uh, let's pass it around and yeah. see if we get a little drink it or sink it. I was uh, sharing with these guys. I, I think of this beer when I think of football, when the weather gets cool. Throw on the electric fireplace. I got the Eagles on. I'm drinking a Sam Smith's. That's that's where it's at for me. Yeah, this beer has completely eluded me. You know, if somebody said like, "Hey, have you had a Sam Smith before?" or da da da, like, I, it's just not something that's ever been on my radar my entire craft beer career. So cool. Let's get it. Uh, get a sip in there. I I. The taste of this beer just brings me back. It's one of the earlier craft beers that I had, and it just just brings me back to why I like beer. I just can't get over the fact Sam Smith. Twitter, are you okay with Sam Smith? Yeah, I like Sam Smith. Yeah, it's good. It's good. How do you feel about Sam Smith, the singer? Is that a guy? That's what we're talking about, right? That's okay. what we're talking about. Yeah. See the hey, stay? Won't you stay with me? That's him? Yeah. Dude, I'll be honest. That that album that has that song on it, that whole album is fire. I'm trying to think, I, I so forget good. the name of the one song. I feel like it was in a commercial or something. And I think you and I were driving. I was like, "Yo, this song is great." And you were like, "It's Sam Smith." And I'm like, "No, it isn't." And I I could I didn't believe you until it absolutely. Yeah, was. that dude's ridiculous. He's really good. Very yeah. talented. Very talented. I haven't listened to any of his new stuff. I don't was know. this beer named after him? What came first? Uh, the beer. Uh. <laughs> This is a uh, 3.55 milliliter. Looking for the ABV on it. Do you have any idea off the top of your head? I don't. Yet another one that tastes nothing six. like what it smells like. Yeah, you know. I don't even know what the no. point of smelling these beers are anymore. Sometimes the nose is, is great. It's, it's, it's a compliment to it. I seriously. Sometimes it throws you off. I feel like the last couple that we've had, like it, this tastes really good. I like this a lot. The 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 oatmeal stands out to me for sure. Yeah. And I can see where you're coming from with the cold weather aspect of it because it like I feel like I should be drinking this next to a fire, like just hanging out. Exactly. Yeah. This is a brandy snifter glass. Yeah. yeah. This is this is you hold it delicate. underneath. Mm -hmm. I'm making this underneath of a glass motion for everybody that can't <laughs> yeah. see me. 
<laughs> so what Very do we good. get? Let's go drink it or sink it. Yeah, the, I don't know if we brought that up. This is a drink it or sink this it. This is beer. the drink it. Oh no, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, yeah. We talked about the poll. So, so yeah. The did you said sixty five percent. Sixty five percent said this should be the drink it or yeah. sink it. Hey, and everybody it. that voted, man, thank you for participating. That was a lot of fun seeing uh seeing all the engagement. Everybody checking it out. It's a drink it for me. It is good. Yeah, it's a drink it for me. That is awesome. It's I'm really glad good. you like it. I like, like it too. Some stouts, um, I think they like just overload on like the alcohol like it just like kind of has like it's like super harsh and that's like really easy going and like really smooth um but it's it's like i feel like it's really smooth without being like a light like a light i don't even know if they make light stout yeah no i, I know exactly what you I mean no idea but you know what i'm saying it's yeah, not it's like, like watered down it's 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 mellow without feeling like it's watered down yeah what i was trying that, to say that's a good way to put it i'm usually a fan of those real heavy heavy hitters I like it. I like the uh, the taste of it, the the overall aroma of it. It was good. Nice. Yeah. It was a drink. It good. Well, right. should we do an- should we do another one? Should we just go ahead and get right into the next beer? Yeah, let's do it. Which I mean, one we, are we, so, doing we still next? got two more to do tonight, so uh, let's do that. Joe brought um, brought a beer with us that we actually talked about recently. Uh, Joe, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, this beer is called Second Dinner. A what? Second Dinner. So if, if dinner was a whale, is this like a white whale? That's a good way to put it, Taylor. Yeah, I would say. Yeah? Dinner's hard to get. I need to wash my, my glass. Yeah, do that. Second Dinner, I would imagine, is really hard to get. I don't know how we're so lucky, man. We've got good friends. We, we do have some good friends. Shout and- out. Uh, here, I got a little bit of water in this, uh, this thing if you want to rinse it quick. Yeah, shout um, out to Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, man. Uh, appreciate it, buddy. I don't know if you listen. I'm going to shoot you a message and make sure you do, but I uh, really appreciate you hooking us up. This is he, a legit beer podcast. Yeah, he works um, around Maine pretty frequently, right? That's how he gets the hookup? Yeah, yeah, he does. That's awesome. Yeah, and he was very, I mean, this is the, one of the great things about beer people is, I mean, I just told him that they re- everyone really wanted to try second dinner, and he just, just said, okay, here, have one. Oh, so that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's great. And part of that is we're in such a great area for beer. Yeah. You know, we got, we're close enough to still get uh, the Vermont stuff and the Massachusetts yep. and all the IPAs from up there and all the great beer in our area and, and even a little bit to the south with the Richmonds and the, the Charlottes and, and all that beer. We're kind of in the center of that, yeah. that hub, even great stuff going out out in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we're, we're uh, definitely starting to make its way this way. Yep. We're in a great scene. All right. Smell is great. Oh, that's got a great nose to it. Cheers. Mm. Wow, that's rugged. That's so good. It's good. So good. It's good. So good. It's like, wow. So whereas like dinner was like smooth, this is rough for me. Like this one, this one's rugged to me. This one, and see like Joe, I've told these guys a million times. I uh I call all these beers weirdo beers. That's what it is. Because I I like I I'm not an IPA guy definitely, but they've they've definitely shown me quite a few that I like, and I like this one. But I don't know. My question is is like, would I have liked this when we started this show? And that I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's the I've started drinking more. Like whenever we go out to restaurants and stuff now, I'll I'll just be like, yeah. Give me that, I guess. I don't know. And before, I would just get like a Jameson and ginger, like whatever. Yeah. And now I'm just like, well, what, what do you got on tap? And 
it's like happening, roll my Steve. eyes like I give I a told shit. told you. <laughs> you did. I you told said you it's it. Gonna happen. It's happening. No, it's definitely happening. I, this is good. I, I like it. I, I hear like what you're saying with the ruggedness. It, it Compared to dinner, this is a lot more uh, hop forward, I think. Yeah. It, it, it tastes, this tastes a little fresher to me than the dinner did. And I think uh, the dinner, the hops might have rounded out a little bit. Yeah. Because it wasn't quite as fresh as this. This feels like it was made yesterday. It's just it, like, it does. I, I taste fresh. I don't know what a fresh beer tastes like, but it does. It tastes like fresh. It's clean. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like really clean. Usually, Taylor, if you don't know, uh, the hop flavors will start will start to like fall off a bit, and then um, the maltiness comes out. So a lot of times they'll refer to like beers that have sat for a long time or or, or didn't the hops didn't come through well enough. They'll call them a hot bomb. I mean a malt bomb. I'm sorry, no malt bomb because they're they're too sweet. Okay, they, they kind of like get uh they they lose that hop character up front. Is dinner a double IPA? Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I would. What did I give dinner? I think I gave you that gave a, it a five. five. I, I, I gave it, it a strong it five. A strong five. Yeah, this would. This is like right below it for me. It's like uh, four or five. I give it a four or five. I'm going four seven five. I really like that fresh hopness to it, and it's it's a stellar beer. This is outstanding. I just love the balance to it. Everything's just hitting the right spot. Um. I absolutely love it. I like the temperature right now too. Actually, it's it's not too yeah, cold. Yeah. So I feel like we're getting a really good, uh, really good flavor profile with this temperature. But man, it's um, it's hitting everything, every spot for me. I I just don't know if I can give it a five. I'm gonna give it a four seven five just because I don't know. Um, I, I just have to leave that room. I'm sure there's something better out there, but probably not much. Joe, what do you got? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm going five. Who's going five? You going five? I'm going five. It, that's yeah. That, I mean, that's top of the line right there. I mean, just everything from the mouthfeel, smell right away. This it's everything that I want in a double IPA. Yeah, I feel like it's like. Would you say it's slightly thicker than dinner was? I don't know, man. There's definitely a lot more hop to it. Um, he, said, a, he said mouthfeel. I just kind of feel like like as soon as he said that, I was like. Maybe is is it like thicker? Is that what you meant by that? Yeah, it's like uh, it's it, it's more the carbonation is better on it too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes like a beer is thinner and just kind of sits in your mouth and 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 you can kind of like you know it, the the watery to it is not much of a of the mouth feel there. But but a lot of times if there's some carb, there's some hop bite to it. It's it's full bodied. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, to me, a beer like this, as soon as it hits your mouth, you can kind of I feel like you feel like uh, a little hop tingle going on in your tongue or something dancing around, you know, before the rest of the flavors come in. I would say that this is easily one of the best beers um, I've had since we certainly since we started doing the show. Um, but like I was saying before, I, I don't know if I would give this the same grade two months ago. Yeah. as uh, Yeah. No. You I know what I mean? You. Like yeah. before we started the show. Yep. Like I'm coming around to more of this stuff, but like this one is rugged enough to where I don't know if I would have liked it before. But because sure. you guys are kind of like easing me in and like I'm not having full beers over here, I'm just kind of like sipping on it. Yep. It's good. I like this. I would drink it if I was out and it was offered to me or I could buy it, whatever. Yeah, it's good. I'm blown away, dude. I, I just I can't believe that just through this show that we've done like a sick KBS vert dinner, second dinner, like I don't know, man. I'm like 
Stoked Ooh. right now. It was a sick KVS version. <laughs> <laughs> Your face as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> no, but that was really cool because, like, um, you guys are, like, all into this. Like, for me, it was just like, whoa, that's a lot of beer. But, like, it meant something. Yeah. You know, and I, it, and I could taste the difference, and it was cool. That yeah. It was really cool. Nice. All right. I got to ask you guys. We, uh, we were just talking about the Eagles on break. Did you guys see the uh at goose island in chicago obviously goose island's a chicago-based brewery and if anybody missed it i don't think anybody did that the eagles played chicago and uh was that a wild card game it was a wild card uh, weekend yes. yeah wild card weekend um down to the last play cody parkey former eagles kicker comes out to kick for the bears and does what is probably now going to be the infamous double doink I've, uh, it was funny watching it. I didn't realize that he missed it. No. When I saw mm-hmm. it, I saw it go up and I saw it hit the upright. Yeah. And in my mind, my mind went, oh, the ball hit the upright and bounced in. Yes. I think I kind of closed my eyes even and looked away because that's what I thought happened. I thought that was happening. I was looking really close and I didn't realize what happened until I saw the ball bounce in the end zone. Because I thought the same thing, the, the depth perception. Mm-hmm. I just really couldn't figure out what was happening other than it did glance or hit that upright. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I actually even said to my wife after they iced him the first time mm-hmm. and he made it. Yeah. And I, I looked at her and I said, because she, she was kind of like upset, you know, oh, man, he made it. But I, I looked at her and I said, I said, usually it's great when they make that kick. Yeah. Because the next time is usually a miss. If they miss that one, a lot of times the next one's a make. Interesting. And did you feel bad for him? No. I did. I didn't feel bad for him. No. I w- for Cody Parkey. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I felt bad. I mean, I just, I, it's one of those things where I'm so glad the Eagles won, but I just hate seeing anybody who's like trying to perform on that level struggle. I will say that I was glad that to find out that it was partially blocked. Yes, I feel better. Case. Yeah, for his case, absolutely. But I felt bad. I was super excited that we were making it to the next round, but I just kind of had this heartbreaking feeling for the guy like, man, could you imagine how shitty he feels right now? But, I mean, he he was first class with it. And I he think, didn't have it. a great year. There was a game where he hit four <laughs> posts in a game. I saw that. I, I didn't see it happen, but I saw them talk about it later, obviously, and them showing those clips, and I'm like, man, that guy's just got to feel... And the speed that the internet came out with the memes is oh. is the internet is undefeated. Yep. Just the Every bird time. box memes yes. within like 30 seconds of this yeah. guy kicking this ball. <laughs> How do they do that so fast? Oh, it was so funny. But Taylor, I don't know if you saw it or not, or you know, I'm sure you guys did too, but um, Goose Island is a Chicago-based brewery, so obviously they're, they have Bears fans, and they came out and said, hey... You guys think that uh, that you can do that? Yep. Well, we're going to allow you to come out to the brewery, and if you can kick a 43-yard field goal, we'll give you beer for free for a year. So I believe 103 people came yep. out and attempted to kick, and there was 103 misses. And spectacular misses. Spectacular misses. Now, I will say that I thought it was a little unfair because people were falling on their ass yeah. because it was snowing. Yeah. It looks slick, and I'm curious to know that in perfect weather conditions, would any of those people made them? I feel like somebody would have made it if it was on a good turf. And I saw a couple people close calls. Falling. 
Then I look, think they looked like they were kicking off of well, like a slip and slide or something. Yeah, it was, right. I think it was like a piece of they had like a piece of turf out there or yep. whatever because they had the the tee set up and everything. Yeah, if you know it's snowing, you got to bring proper footwear. There were guys. I don't in feel cleats. sorry for anybody. I did see if some they've guys got with if cleats. they got cleats on, good for them. If they got boots on, good for them. But guaranteed, those weren't the people that you saw falling on their asses. <laughs> People that were wearing just sneakers or whatever, yeah, those were the ones that are falling. And anyway, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> How much of that do you think is the Bears trying to find a field goal kicker? Yeah. <laughs> open tryouts, <laughs> open tryouts, sponsored Yo. by Goose Island. <laughs> the Bears like, Yo, Goose, <laughs> we like, got an uh, idea. Yeah. For yeah. Tony Dan, the, and then that's their the contract. They out. don't even got to pay them. They yeah. just get free beer for a year. They don't even realize it. Yeah. Oh, like, that, damn it. that'd be hilarious. What was that Tony Danza movie called? The the trash trash pick and field goal kick in Philadelphia mm-hmm. Phenomenon. There it is. <laughs> what? I've never heard of that. <laughs> there was this Tony Danza Disney movie where it was a field goal kicker, but he was a trash a trash collector in Philadelphia. Oh, man. And I don't think I ever actually saw it. Yeah, it's it was great. It's it's great. That it sounds kinda, good. It's it's uh the Eagles version of uh Rookie of the Year. Okay. Great. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's good it. entertainment. I remember. I've that. never even heard of it. I'll have Vaguely to look that remember up. That. I'd like to try that. I think we've talked about it before, but I'd like to try to kick a field goal. My uh, my cousin used to kick for. He kicked at Downingtown High School, and then he actually kicked at Westchester. Okay. And I thought about him, and I was like, man, if I could get him out there, but have, have him give them my name. Yeah. Like, hey, my name's Steve, and and he kicks this thing through, and then yep. I'm hooked up for for the year. That'd be awesome. I mean, I guess I'm just curious, like, how difficult is it or, like, why did he not go pro? Is it, like, that difficult to, to get in to be a kicker in the pros? Or? Well, you got to think about how many people are trying out for 32 spots. I know, but how many people are trying out to be kickers? A lot more than 32. Yeah, you're probably right. How many colleges are there across the, the nation that play football? True. At least three hundred, and they don't keep two. They don't keep a second, third, fourth string quarterback. You saw Seattle, like when their guy got hurt. Was it Seattle? Yeah, I think it was they were just like, "We got to go for two, and we're gonna." What they do? A weird drop kick. Yeah, type. Ja- uh, after Janikowski pulled his uh pulled his hammy walking yeah. from the buffet. Yeah, it's <laughs> a big dude. A what, big dude. What beer would you get if you got uh just constant beer from Goose Island? Like, say you made that field goal. What what beer would you get from them? I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Belgian stuff. So, like, I, I think, uh, what is it? Like, Matilda, Sophie, I forget which yeah, ones. They have that, the sister series. Yeah. The that, different Belgians that they do. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those ones. Um, you know, I don't know how readily available they would be with, like, Bourbon County stuff. Maybe I, try I, some of that. I was but. wondering what they said free beer for, a, beer for a year. Is that every time you come in, you can buy whatever you want? Is that they give you you know a case a month what 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 is free beer for a year i don't know that's an it's a good question i definitely you know the 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 bourbon county stuff's definitely where you gotta you gotta start the match at yeah though. yeah yep but yeah i don't really know um how about the 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 pittsburgh invades philly have you seen that that event coming up it looks kind no. of interesting. I don't. I, I've heard of a lot of these breweries, and I've heard good things, um, like Grist House, for example. Is Dancing Gnome on it? Dancing Gnome. Yep. There. Dancing Gnome is great. Yeah. So I, I'm actually really interested in this. I just wanted to bring it up and throw it out there. It's going to be on a Saturday, March second. Um, according to the post, it starts at 11:30 a.m. to 2:30 p.m. 
and it's being uh, held at Workhorse Brewing in King of Prussia. Have you guys been there yet? Have not. Have yeah, not me either. Yet. No. But I, I hear it's a huge facility. It's sponsored by, uh, is it Kunda Beverage? Kunda Beverage? Mm-hmm. Kunda? Kunda. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really neat. But uh, I, I don't know. It sounds like a neat event. Those are, um, they all, I think it'd be really interesting. We don't obviously get a distribution of those beers. So I think it might be nice to get out there and uh, and check those beers out. I think we might have to make it a uh, might be brews field trip. Yeah, I think so too. That'd be awesome. Make yeah. Jackie drive. Yeah, she would love that. Yeah, and Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One. We'll take Rogue One. <laughs> they got a new car. It's a Nissan Rogue, but it's white. It reminds me of a Stormtrooper. I think of them too. But, oh, I uh, told her that we couldn't. I was like, we can get it under one condition. We can call it Rogue One. She's yeah. like, done, <laughs> done. That's done. Yeah, that's no problem. Awesome. So all about it. Uh, do we have one more beer? Yeah, we do. We do. We we have one more. With all that beer, uh, we figure we might as well have a little dessert beer. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you brought this one. Do you want to introduce it? So, yeah, we got the uh, latest uh, Levante release, the uh, Bogart Blondie Imperial Pastry Stout. Um, white chocolate, brown sugar, lactose, vanilla stout. It's a heavy hitter at the 13.1%. So um, I'm serious. I've really liked Real deal. all the stouts that Levante have been putting out recently. Yeah. Uh, I thought they've been doing a really nice job with them and excited to try this one. Yeah, I'm really excited. You want some of this water? I really like the uh, the Levante text the fridge. Have you ever done that? No. Well, we talked about it. We had that on as a uh, as a topic. I do it a lot. One of our early. Do you? I check them out a lot. Yeah, I do it way more than I uh, should probably admit. To I don't get out that way as much as I'd like to, man. I I just I'm I love their beers. Uh, I I did bring it up that for some reason I just can't seem to bring myself to really get into uh, like a plain, cloudy, and cumbersome. Yeah, we There's, still. Don't see yeah. eye to eye on that one. Yeah, not not crazy about that one, but no. um, Taylor, yeah. pass that over to you. I love blondies, by the way, the pastry. Beers? No, okay, no. I thought we were just, you were talking about women. Yeah. I know what was going on there. Yeah, no, but um, no, like blondies, like, um, you know, like I guess instead of like chocolate, it's more like brown sugar type style brownies, but they're like a blonde color. And I'm sure you guys know what that is. But um, but I just I just love those and I buy them every time I see them. So I'm really excited to try this because of that. The only blondie I ever know is uh, apple Applebee's, right? Oh, have a dessert. Whoa, something about blondie. Probably, probably. That's the only blondie I ever know. Damn. Before the nose is nice. Before I tasted this, saying the word dessert is very appropriate. Very appropriate because it is. It's 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 dessert. Damn. That's sweet. Wow. That's good. Ooh. It's good, but it's very sweet. Yeah. But it's once a pastry again, stout. it is a pastry stout. They're, deli- <laughs> they're delivering what they what they said they the that was going to be in there. Very yeah. true. I really wish I had brownies right now. Yeah. I really wish I did. That's good. That tastes like this a brownie. Is a fan- Blondie. Fantastic dessert beer. Yeah, that's great. All right. Speaking wow. of local breweries, I saw something recently. La Cabra. You guys know the Cabra and Berwin, I think it is. Yep, they got good beers, man. The, the is it the Shatter series? I yes. think uh, yep. the, you know the single the single hop beers and stuff like that. I, I've had I've had a few beers from them, not a ton, but um, but I like what they, what they have. They're opening a new restaurant called Bodega, uh, which I thought I was love kind that of name. interesting. Yeah, very cool. Let me pull it up here quick because I wanted to bring up a, a couple points about it. It's going to be in Bryn Mawr. 
and it's in the former uh bigger restaurant b-i-g-a um down on the main line so uh i guess that's the building that it's going to be in it used to be a pizza place but what was it about this this place that i wanted to bring up uh it's a live it's a fire right? yeah it's a live fire kitchen exactly so um they're going to use the wood burning oven that's already there to uh to cook their food so i guess the guy that they brought in to cook is really known for barbecue and things like that uh so he is going to have a smoker to work with also but they're going to be serving all la Cabra beers as well as pennsylvania wines and ciders but no hard liquor and they hoping to be open in late spring so it sounds really cool. I'm I'm really interested and uh, looking forward to trying that out. Right. I only made it down to La Cabra once, but we really enjoyed it. The food was really good. We had tacos. Um, they had a really nice little kid setup. The kid menu was great. They gave them crowns that they were taken care of. It was a good night out with the family. That's awesome. That's really cool. I've heard that. I've heard they have really good food there. Yeah, the food is great. The food menu is. I've I've been there once too, and that's all I've ever heard. I mean, besides the beer being really great. That the food is top notch. They had some uh, mole wings that were really good. Ooh, yeah, that sounds nice. Might it's not so as- funny you say mole too, because just the other night my wife made something like mole tacos. I didn't yeah. know it was mole, so I, I was I mole. asked. I said, "So what's in mole sauce?" <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know what's well. in the mole sauce. It didn't go well. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's funny. I always call that that uh, what is it? Weyerbacher? Do they do Sunday mole stout? Oh, yeah. Is it mole style? I don't, yeah, probably. Mole. I call it yeah, mole, though. I've been Sunday calling it mole, mole forever. I've been calling it Sunday <laughs> mole style every time. Yeah, because it's it's cinnamon and peppers. It's Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, so so now that it's it's being 2019, I wanted to bring up this little article that I found. It's called Seven Trends in the Beer Industry to Watch Out for in 2019. So what do we think is going to happen to the industry uh, this year? Any Any guesses or anything that you hope to see or... I did not look at this article. I know you, you posted it on our sheet here, but I okay, did not good. open it purposely. Good. Um, I know trend that I've been hearing about is these brute IPAs. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot about those. I don't know if that's on the list or not. I've had one or two of them. I never really got what I was supposed to be getting from them. Uh, I'm hoping lagers and pilsners kind of make a little bit of a comeback here in the trends. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Any any uh, predictions or things that you hope to see or or or, or even hope to go away? Uh, hope to go. Ah, I feel like I'd get a lot of backlash if I said I would like for the uh, hazy IPAs to go away. Do you feel I, that way? See, I don't totally feel that way though. But I remember a time where the beers that you chased were Sculpin. They were shapes of hops to come like the the clear danky ipas they were the beers that you chased and and we've seemed to get away from that i mean i'm not complaining about it because they're all mine now but i hear what you're saying i would like to see more balance to it not just the hazies out there not just the new england's but have them in in unison with the west coast ipas bring back a little bit of the bitterness and have that that balance there instead of it being all new england ipas all right, so, so here's what I got. Number one on the list. Taylor, you go ahead. Make lagers great again. <laughs> that is number one on this list. Lagers. Awesome. 
Boom! Wow. The redheaded wow. stepchild of the American craft beer scene for the last five years. Lagers are coming back in vogue as customers tire of enamel stripping, triple IPAs, <laughs> and gut busting pastry stouts. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I say that as I as I finish my delightful pastry stout. Hey, which, it's a good beer. Which we didn't. Uh, we got to rate our uh, pastry stout here. But it, yeah. Oh, we, we yeah we do have to make sure we rate that. Let's get back uh, back around. I just took a sip of that. I'm going to give it a 3.75. I think it's good. I think it's better than average. It's not blowing my mind. I think I can think of more stouts that um, that do more for me. Maybe there's too much sweetness or something like that. But um, but it's good. But I'm going to give it a 3.75. I'm going 4.25 just because it's it's giving me what it says it is. It's giving me blondie. It's giving me pastry stout. Yeah. The 13.1 is hidden. Somewhat in there. I, I definitely don't that. think it's 13.1. I'm going to go because you look like you have a lot to say about this. <laughs> Not really. So, <laughs> I, just, so I'm gonna, I was just caught off guard by John. <laughs> I'm going four just because it's great, but it's niche. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. A dessert beer. Great dessert beer, though. And so, it is very well done. So dessert is. beer is a real thing? Like, what is a dessert beer other than like being super sweet? Is it literally something that you drink after a meal? Like, it doesn't that- have to be. I mean, I think we're going to drink beer when we want to drink beer, but but we we did. I will say we purposely left this beer for last, thinking that it's going to you know it, it's going to the flavor profile of this may I was not just, mix well with other styles yeah. of beer. So let's have that last. I could see that, but like I was just asking, like, would this be? Would this be a beer that you would normally drink last? Like if you had a bunch of beer at your house, different kinds of beer, and you were just like, oh, I'm just having a good day, good night, drinking some beers. Would this be like your nightcap? It would for you me. You think? Yeah. yeah. Especially with the alcohol content. Yeah. Yep. As a nightcap? Maybe. I mean, like, like yeah. well, no, for me, for yeah. my rating, as a nightcap, I'm giving this a 475. Wow. Nice. It's great. I love the taste of it, the sweetness of it, especially, I mean, if you're. Like it's not it's not a normal stout to me. It's like really sweet, really smooth. Is there anything left in there? No, I I'm you finished. Killed you, you I'm killed it. it. Yeah, it's really good. I'm just gonna smell it. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the night, you know, you go and you grab that instead of yeah, like, ice cream. Yeah, I would say I would say definitely. Like after after a good meal yeah. or whatever, like I I would definitely drink that all the time. I've definitely done that on like an NFL, you know, football Sunday. You might have an ape uh, an IPA or two while you're watching the game and then end up, you know, where you're like, all right, I'm going to finish the night off with a stout. Like this doesn't even taste like beer to me. It straight up tastes like a brownie. It tastes like yeah. super I, I, chocolate. I try to tell sweet. Robin when I'm trying to, when, when I really love a stout and I want her to try it. Robin's my wife, if you don't know. And, and she's into um, to IPAs. She likes going to breweries with me. She's into that scene. But like she really um, she doesn't like stouts. And I kind of like say like you you can't think of it in the sense that you're probably used to of like having a beer or something like that, you know what I mean? Like like try to expand your mind out of that, and and because I think you're really gonna like it. That's the way I thought when I was first introduced to like Belgian quads. Like you can't think of beer when you drink this, or what you used to think of as beer. Right. You can't exactly. think of Yingling. You can't think of even an IPA. You gotta just let it go and experience it for what it is. Yeah. That shit was delicious. <laughs> All right, really let me good. let me uh, let me try to wrap up this list here and uh, do a couple more. Um, 
Joe's over here cracking up. <laughs> he, he saw my face when you were like, oh, three something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought I was going to fall out of his chair. <laughs> like, dude, this is banging. <laughs> no, it's good. I don't know, man. I just. Well, no, like that's the cool thing about what you guys do is like we've, we've talked about it before. Everybody's palate's different and everybody takes exactly. this stuff differently. And like I said, not even 10 minutes ago, like two months ago, I probably would have felt a whole lot differently about this beer, but. I'm coming around to it, and that was that was really tasty. Yeah, like a lot of beers, like what Steve said, they don't live up to the name or the label. Like the label is literally a a, a decadent brownie. Yeah, like it's like zoomed in, like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's that's delicate. Yeah, and the taste definitely fully represented that. You, you could even see like that font on like an upscale bakery. Absolutely, sure. that's what sure. it looks like. It does. Yeah, for sure. All right, if it's all right with you, Taylor, I'm going to continue with oh, my please, article. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I, next on the list is international breweries. Okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting, but I guess what they're saying is over the last few years, obviously America has blown up in the craft beer scene, but you may not realize how much is going on uh, in other countries. For example, Portugal. Two years ago, the country had two major breweries. Now there's 70 craft breweries. Awesome. So there's a lot of craft brewing exploding in other countries, and I think you're going to start seeing more really good beer coming out of other countries, hopefully uh, being imported into the U.S. for us to give a try. Now, as as the article might not hit on that, is that newer countries or is that more traditional countries coming over as well, more Belgian stuff coming over, more German stuff coming over? I don't know how much it gets into it. It says there's a few hundred breweries in France, more in Spain, Korea, Japan. Yeah, those are past. all not traditional brewing countries. Yeah. Do you think it's uh, brewers setting up over there just because of like uh, like taxation purposes and things? Maybe. It's maybe better for them? Maybe it's there? just like that over? trend is is spreading across the world. People are... You know, uh, you know, there's there's pubs and and stuff everywhere. Maybe people are just have starting to have that taste for, for for the craft beer um, as opposed to the generic stuff. Uh, next up on the list, wild and spontaneous fermentation only breweries. So uh, I know I don't know for sure what's going to happen, but I've heard talks about an other half facility being opened in Rochester, New York. That was going to specialize in open fermentation and sour beers. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And I, 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 and I will say that online, I've seen more and more breweries um, posting pictures of, uh, I think they call them cool ships. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Yeah. Did you, did you see, uh, I was just going to say, did you see Burley Oaks? I think it was Burley Oak that did the, uh, the traveling cool ship. No, it was like that. on top of, uh, on top of some sort of like Jeep. Really? They drove it around. <laughs> uh, that was the, was the idea to gather more different bacteria from the air? Yeah, How far so. did it go? Like just like around they're... Jersey or wherever they're at, Maryland? Maryland. I don't know. It'd be kind of dangerous to drive around like yeah. downtown Ocean City, Maryland. Prime yeah, time that's like interesting. That. <laughs> Taylor, I don't know if you know what that is, but um, na- nowadays, I guess what's becoming more popular of a style are these spontaneous fermented beers. So what they're doing is instead of like, brewing the beer and throwing it into like a giant holding tank, you know what I mean? In the brewery where it's closed off and there's no oxygen getting into it and things like that, that they're pouring it on a giant table and opening the windows 
and allowing the air to just come in from outside and anything that's floating around in the air to actually get into the beer and become part of the uh, the reaction of the process of fermentation and react with with the yeast and things like that in the beer. Oh wow, that sounds a lot of times. I mean, heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I hear it's very labor intensive. I can imagine it is because you don't know what's coming in. How do you control that? I don't know. I it's a, it's a really interesting way to do things, and, and, and a lot of times that that produces a sour beer, where it's it's more of like a sour style. I like sours. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but but that trend i guess is becoming more and more popular and i guess as breweries are really nailing it and coming out with these consistently great beers they're expanding yeah and, and they're going to try new things and I, and I think more and more these these very popular breweries you're going to see them going after these styles uh the next one on the list is tap rooms as gathering spaces i think it's a weird thing to say because I think that's what tap rooms really are. Yeah, I was going to say um, that's pretty much what we're doing now, isn't it? Pretty much. But I guess what they're saying is maybe traditionally a brewery might just have a small bar and a little bit of whatever. And now the trend is going to be maybe something more like Root Down where they're building like a facility for people to come and spend lots of time or maybe become a um, a place where you can shut it down for a party and, and have a work um you know get together like an office holiday party or something where there's there's games there's there's plenty of space there's movies on you know what i mean whatever it is there's just a ton of space and you can fit a ton of people in oh to the day where my work party isn't at the vfw and it's at a uh <laughs> right <laughs> it's at a brewery <laughs> absolutely and next on the list the death of lactose and and the picture associated with it is actually of t- the tired hands um, sign out front of uh, I'm guessing like maybe the firm but um, I'll just read it quick the tired hands in Ardmore Pennsylvania made the milkshake IPA famous um, the The biggest mistake was revealing his process in the last few years every brewer and their mother has been tossing lactose into their mash tons which give their beer a creamy almost milkshake like quality so um, they talk about Hudson Valley they talk about imprint um being beers where they're trying or being places where they're trying to produce this beer that um you know have that that thick creamsicle uh you know they're calling it yogurty you know uh creaminess to them uh, the making the milkshake so i think um it's been a nice fad but i think they're thinking that it's eventually going to go away and hopefully people start to um you know, go to more traditional styles of beer. And I kind of feel the same way about that. It, 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 just just give me balance. Yeah. Give me a little bit of everything. It's neat. I like I like hazy stuff, but more like probably from um, a, a double dry hop or something like that. You know what I mean? More than, than a lactose beer. I've never really been a huge fan of the milkshake series. I like Tired Hands beers. I don't at all want to sound like I'm bashing them, but I love Alien Church. I love a lot of um, Hop Hands. I love a lot of those traditional ones, but so far, most of the milkshake series from them, I haven't been a fan of. Some of them I like, some of them I don't like. Uh, yeah. I remember the pineapple one back a little ways mm-hmm. um, was really good, um, and I did like the vanilla, the vanilla milkshake I did enjoy. Yep. Next on the list is Coffee Projects. It says, if you like craft beer, chances are you appreciate other craft products like chocolate, bread, coffee. So um, both beer and coffee are complex beverages, 
And um, so I guess you're going to start seeing that more. They talk about Burley Oak in here, um, you know, how they do both cold brew and um, and beer. You know what I mean? So they're going to probably put out more um, more coffee projects. And yeah, whenever I would go down there, my sister-in-law would always ask, bring me back some of the cold brew. Yeah. What was uh, the guy at your um, your that's bachelor party? That's I was just I was thinking laughing. of him. That's what I was laughing. Yeah, uh, JP. Yeah, JP, he, man. He went hard for that. That cold brew. Yeah, he, he brought back like a couple cases. Yeah, he spent money. Ooh. He dropped some money on that. Yeah, it's that not cold, cheap. That cold brew. Everyone else is going back in for like like beer home. So, he sorry, Chicky. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me get a couple six packs of sorry, Chicky. He's like, I need bottles at home, bro. Give me four or that cold brew. Cold brew. Yeah. <laughs> Last one on the list to wrap it up wine forward beers. Which I don't know. Have you guys had any of those? Um, Anything I, that. The, uh, what was the 61 from, uh, from Dogfish that had the, uh, the great must in it, I think it was. I don't think I had that. I, I've I've gotten a handful of wine beers from Trillium. Yeah, Trillium. The, I've seen them do like the a Pinot um, Gris. yeah stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I've actually really liked them every time. So that's kind of interesting, and I do like that style. And I I have to say, like I do like um I I do like wine. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, like especially if I'm trying to like um lose weight cut back on carbs and stuff like that i might take a little break from beer and i'll drink like red wine instead um so yeah i, I like wine and i look forward to, to trying those type of beers it's all crazy stuff to me it's all crazy stuff you guys are talking gibberish <laughs> i'm just kidding I, I like it a lot more than i did i've you know, said it many times during the show i know but i do yeah i you know what's interesting I, I just saw another release coming out um and if you're into these pastry beers I saw that Flying Fish, I think they're out of New Jersey, they have a um, a fried ice cream stout coming out. And I think that sounds so freaking good. I wonder how they're going to try and impart a fried flavor. Yeah, I don't know. I'd definitely try it, though. Chi-Chi's. I love fried ice cream. Remember Chi-Chi's? Yeah. Like you remember Chi-Chi's yeah. in oh, Virginia, yeah. bro? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. What did- Virginia? What about Exton? Right. Down I don't know, road? man. I wasn't here during that time <laughs> during Paso. Chi-Chi's time. You remember El Paso? Is that where Virginia? we went? Yeah, that's where we went. I remember Chi-Chi's. I remember getting fried ice cream. Chi-Chi's, at Chi-Chi's. all the time too. Yeah. Yep. Chi-Chi's used to be the poorhouse. Used to be a Chi-Chi's. No shit. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I would yeah, go in did. there and rip up some karaoke like you would not nah. believe, dude. <laughs> karaoke, dude. I would put the Humpty Dance on on karaoke. What nice. would light your uh, ass up? <laughs> wow, that's spectacular. Yeah, we need to find it a is. karaoke at a brewery. And go do that. That's a good idea. Let's do it. What do you think, Joe? You want to do Forgot About Dre with me? Oh, boy. Who's Eminem? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I man. think you both are. I have blonde yeah. hair, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'll do Dre. I could probably You're do You're more Dre. like Dre than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the biggest compliment I've ever gotten in my life. All right, guys. Listen, we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I can't tell you how much we really appreciate you taking the time to let us talk with you. Um Make sure you follow us online if you're not yet. You know, uh, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway. I've got this Trillium shirt sitting at home um, that I just never did anything with. I think I'm going to put it up on online and, and do a giveaway. So keep an eye out for um, for our Instagram, our Facebook. Uh, we post beers throughout the week. Uh, we tell you what we're thinking. We get your input on future shows. So please follow us. And, uh, and again, thank you so much for listening. Absolutely, Joe. Thanks for coming out, being our guest. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Joe, thanks for thank having you. me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And thanks for the second dinner. Yeah, thanks Especially. for the yeah. second dinner. Thank you for that, man. It's great. You guys are more than welcome.
Absolutely. Taylor, thank you for all your help as always. Uh, Happy 2019, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us again. And uh, we will be back very soon. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.